Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just waiting for a second because God's been speaking to me from so many different angles. I'm just trying to zero in on which one he wants me to run with. Hallelujah. But I can tell you, God's good. I can tell you he's good. Hallelujah. Just wonderful. Lord, we love you. We love you so much. Just want to say again how much I love you. How thrilled I am that you would choose to stretch my understanding of who you are, continually increasing the reality and the experience of who you are within our lives so that, God, we could be changed, we could be transformed. And just don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep working within our lives. Break off every limitation within our thinking. Break it off, God. Every limitation within our thinking. Hallelujah. So that we could live full out joy, full out love, full out surrender, full out empowerment, God. We, we would live as the children of God. Hallelujah. Fully reclaiming who you created us to be. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, I'm just going to start with this verse and see where, see where I go. So I'm starting with Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, something you're all familiar with, but let's take it as a launching pad. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and to also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith and for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. I've been talking recently kind of gets interspersed in in between other things that are happening. But just talking about living the life that is born from above. Living the life that is born of God. Living the life that is born of the Spirit. Living the new life, the born-again life. I've been talking about what it was that Christ did for us on the cross. And so we've just been celebrating the redemption that is ours, the forgiveness that we have, the righteousness that we have with God, the peace that we have with God, the access that we have to God's presence, the empowerment of His grace, the power of His life living inside of us, the new life that we have, and in the midst of that, the complete forgiveness and removal of all sin. We're no longer mastered by and under the mastery of sin. We're no longer married to a sin nature. We are married to He who rose from the dead, His life is living within us. His nature is within us so that we we have the power to live for God. We are no longer under the law. We're no longer under the curse of the law. We're no longer under the bondage of the law. But we are free to serve in the power of His Spirit living within us. All of this is ours. Now what I want to talk about today is living it. Living it. 
living it. I am not ashamed. This is, it says, unless a man is born again, unless a person comes into the reality of being born from above and into the reality of this new life and all that God has, has done for us in Christ to make us new, unless you come into that, you can't see the kingdom of God. You can't understand the kingdom of God. You can't experience the kingdom of God. But I want you to know this kingdom is is full of joy, full of peace, full of power, full of hope, full of transformation. It is an incredible kingdom that we live in. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I have been going to church, going to Bible school, listening to sermons, preaching sermons, studying sermons, going to classes, learning scriptures, reading my Bible. I've been doing it for almost 40 years now. I have never been more thrilled, more excited than I am today. I have never seen more potential and more possibility sense more empowerment in my life than I do today. This thing is not getting old. This thing is not getting stale. This thing is not wearing out. This thing is not fading away. This gospel and its power and the good news that's contained in it is only growing and only increasing within my life. And if you're actually hearing it, that is the results of the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not disappointed in it. I'm not second-guessing it. I'm not uncertain about it. It is the power of God unto salvation. Wherever the gospel is actually heard, wherever the gospel is actually received, wherever the gospel is actually allowed to move within the life of a believer, it produces fruit. It produces transformation. It produces a changed life. It produces empowerment. It produces freedom. It produces glory within the life of a believer. Whoever chooses to receive and believe the gospel has the power. Now, I'm going to apologize if my voice gets loud and it sounds like I'm yelling. I'm not yelling, I'm cheering. And if you think I'm loud now, You should see me when I get in my prayer closet and I declare these things in the presence of God and I dance and celebrate and I lift my hands and I receive over and over and over again the good news and the power of the good news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed, not disappointed, not uncertain. Hallelujah. I'm boldly proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power, it is the divine power of God unto salvation. That's soza. That's healing. That's wholeness. That's deliverance. That's freedom. That is transformation. That is the restoration of the image of God within us. It is the completeness. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. Not it and something added. Not it and some new teaching. Not it and it's something more complicated. It and it alone. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. Not to those who have heard it. Not to those who can repeat it. 
Not to those who can teach it to others. Not to those who teach it in Sunday school. Not to those who sing the songs about it. But to those who believe. To those who believe. To those who believe. To those who believe. That means, if I believe it, anything in my perception of who I am that doesn't agree with it gets moved out. Because I believe. Anything in my emotions that does not line itself with the joy and with the peace and the sense of worth that this gospel brings to me gets moved out. It is a lie. Because the gospel is true. You see, let's just take one thing. Through the power of his blood, you and I have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. The price of redemption has been paid for us. What does that mean regarding you? That means that a price has been paid. A price has been paid for you. Our lives were messed up. We were under the bondage of sin and guilt. A price was paid and we've been set free. We were under bondage and mastery to a sin nature. A price has been paid and we were delivered. We were separated from God. We were children of wrath. But a price has been paid and we have peace with God. A price has been paid. We were living futile lives. All we had to look forward to was death in the grave. But now we have eternal life and eternal glory because a price has been paid. We have been delivered. But stop for a second. It's not just what redemption accomplished. But it's the price that was paid. You were redeemed not with silver and gold. Take the most precious metals, the most precious commodities in this world. They could not buy your soul. What does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? But God paid the price that was necessary for the exchange to be made. And that price was the precious blood of His Son. I heard somebody else preaching the other day and they said, I tell you what, you will fight to not overpay for something. If you don't think it's worth it, you're going to haggle. You're going to drive around from store to store. You're going to look in the papers. You're going to look in the flyers. You're going to find it for the price you think it's worth or even less because you want a bargain and you, won't, you don't want to pray any more than what it's worth. In fact, you'll drive around and, and pay $10 in gas just to save $5 off of an item because you don't want to actually, when you're writing the check, pay more than it's worth. And I want you to know when God sent His Son... And the blood was paid to redeem you. God was not overpaying for something of little worth. When his blood was shed to redeem you, God was marking your worth. What God was saying was, I look past all of the corruption and disfigurement of my nature in you that sin has caused. And I see who you really are. I see who you were created to be in my image and my likeness. I see your worth. And I am willing to pay the price. And there is no price 
hallelujah, that is too great to make a payment for who you are. And I am going to make that payment. And silver and gold cannot match the worth that you have in my eyes. And so I am sending my son and I am paying the price that you are worth. The very blood of my son. When a person believes the gospel, there is no place for inferiority, insecurity, a sense of inadequacy. If you are embracing those, you haven't embraced the gospel. I'm not telling you, okay, smarten up, straighten out. I'm just telling you, you need to believe the gospel. You need to believe the gospel. Hallelujah. If you don't see your worth, if you're not able to stand up, hallelujah, hold your head high and in front of anybody, no matter, regardless of your performance, regardless of your past, regardless of your struggles, regardless of your status in life, regardless of how any man would measure you by any measurement that is, that is natural for man to measure you, Unless you can stand in the face of that and say, I know my worth in the eyes of God. I'm not measured by any of that. I'm not affected by any of that. I don't have to back down before anybody's view of who I am because I know who I am. I am loved by God. I have been purchased by God. I have been redeemed. If you are carrying any mentality outside of that, you are not believing the gospel. And I'm not telling you you're a bad person and I'm not telling you condemned. I'm telling you the gospel carries a different message. And if you will believe the gospel, hallelujah, which is come in before his presence and say, God, I don't feel like it today. Hallelujah. But my feelings are not my Lord. You are my Lord and you purchased me with your blood. Hallelujah. God, people treated me in a way that was dishonoring and disrespectful, but they are not my Lord. You are my Lord, and you have purchased me with your blood. You have declared my worth before all of creation. I am worth the death of your Son. Hallelujah. Therefore, I celebrate my worth before the living God. I celebrate my value. I celebrate that you are with me, that you are in me, that you are for me, and no one can be against me. I celebrate the gospel. In that is the power of God. Hallelujah. It's based on truth. It's based on revelation. It's based on the finished work. And I've only just took one. I only just took one item. Just took one item. It's believing the gospel. It's, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. You don't need a whole lot of other kind of complicated stuff. And I need to add to that. And I've got to do these works. And I, if I don't do this, if I don't pre- perform that, if I don't read my Bible so often, if I, if I don't pray as often as I think I should, if I'm not out on the street witnessing as often, if I don't go to church as often, if I haven't done this, that, and the other thing, you've added something to this. It's the gospel. It's knowing what the gospel declares and declaring it over your own life and believing it. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You say, it can't be that easy. I've seen the power of it. 
This is what God said to me, and I've told you this before. God said to me, you're moving into a new season in your life. You're moving on to a new platform in which I'm taking you, and your mind is too small, and your perspective is too limited. I have to change your whole thinking. So now he's taking me to different people who are teaching the Word of God in a way that I haven't seen it before, and I'm, I'm soaking in it, and I'm allowing my mind to be changed. I'm allowing my mind to be renovated and renewed. But what I'm finding as he's doing that is he's actually focusing me down to one thing. He's, he's breaking off all kinds of thinking and bringing me down to one focus. And that focus is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what he's saying to me is, when you have this focus, possibilities are endless. When you have this focus, the love of God and what his love means within your life and the power of his love to transform you is unlimited. His power is way beyond what you could imagine. What he has prepared for you and the possibilities of that being fulfilled are so beyond because once you take all your dependence off of anything outside of what he has done for you in Christ, the doorway of heaven opens up. Oh God, please, please, just start getting an inkling of this past our religious guards, our religious mindsets. Just get an inkling of how good this could be. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't think it needs additives. I don't think it needs to be complicated. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God. In it, the power of God is revealed. Hallelujah. The power of God to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring wholeness, to bring full restoration into a life. And it's for everybody. It is for everybody. And it is from faith to faith. Some of the versions say it's from faith from first to last. It's from faith to, from start to finish. It's from faith and it's to faith. It starts with faith. It continues with faith. It continues with faith. It's all about faith from beginning to end. This is a walk of faith. It is a walk of faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. What we've been called to is a walk of faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Nowhere in my Bible, nowhere in my Bible does it say to save a sinner's prayer, go to church, from that point onward, read your Bible every morning and escape hell. That is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I put my faith in my little prayer and I live my life going to church but never experiencing the power of transformation. Never experiencing the joy of salvation. Never experiencing the freedom that comes with the gospel. Always living with areas of doubt, unbelief, uncertainty, weakness, shame, guilt. Never being able to fully rejoice. Always carrying along this sense of, I've got a sin nature. I've got to somehow suppress it and control it. And I'm going to try and please God. And never living in the freedom of the gospel. I, but I prayed my prayer. 
you don't find that in here. You don't find it in here. Well, isn't there an open confession? Absolutely. My brother said it. The open confession of my faith in the gospel is I'm going to enter into my baptism and I'm going to die to myself because that's what the gospel accomplished. I'm going to die to my sin nature. I'm going to die to the law. I'm going to die to the old ways. I'm going to die to the old desires. And I'm going to rise by the power of God. And I'm going to live by the power of God. And all the old is going to be gone. It's going to be buried. Hallelujah. And I'm living as a new creation, as a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not giving you scripture verses, but I'm preaching the Bible. I'm preaching the Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to sit down with me? I'll take the scriptures out and we can go through it. You find your scripture on praying the sinner's prayer and I'll show you my scriptures on walking by faith. Walking by faith. It is a walk of faith from first to last. Which means I need to learn how to walk out what I believe. I need to declare what the gospel declares, and I need to come against anything in my life, hallelujah, where the old way of thinking, the old way of perceiving, the old way of living has taken root. I'm now coming against it with the gospel. I'm coming against the lies. I'm coming against the deceptions. I'm coming against all of the sense of shame and all of the sense of guilt. I'm coming against every place where it seems like I'm bound and I can't be free. I'm coming against all of the accusations and all of the condemnation. I'm coming against every area of weakness and every area where there seems to be bondage. And I'm coming against it with the declaration of the gospel. Who God says I am, what God says He he has done for me in Christ. Hallelujah. I'm coming against it. Hallelujah. Are we, are, we, are we getting this just a little bit? Getting it just a little bit? I want you to know we're going to keep hammering this thing. We're going to keep hammering this thing. Hallelujah. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. This is the testimony of Scripture. This is the witness of the Holy Spirit through the prophets. As it is written, the just or the righteous shall live by faith. It didn't say the righteous shall have said a sinner's prayer and live in unbelief until Jesus comes and saves us. It says the righteous will live by faith. It's a life of faith. It, it is walking in the gift of righteousness that God has given to us and all of the implications and all of the empowerment of that gift of righteousness. It is walking in it by faith. By faith. It is a life of faith that begins with faith and every step is a step of faith. I'm just going to take you over to Romans chapter 4 just for a second. Hallelujah. 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 I'll stop in in chapter 3 and just read this from verse 21. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The Old Testament scriptures point to this reality, a righteousness of God, 
which is manifest apart from the law, apart from the works of the law. The righteousness of God that is through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Here's the truth I embrace. Hallelujah. That me in my own nature, on my own, am fallen, sinful, powerless. I embrace that. Hallelujah. So the righteousness that I am being given and my life being put in alignment with how God created me to be. That's righteousness. My life being put in alignment with the way that God created me to be so that I love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength, and I love my neighbor as myself, and I'm fulfilling that righteousness that He created me to walk in. I'm walking in His image and in His likeness. Hallelujah. But it is a gift that is given to me because it came to me while I was a sinner. It came to you while you were a sinner. All of us have sinned and all of us fall short of the glory of God. None of us have the power to walk in His image and His likeness on our own. This is a gift that God has given. And when we learn to receive it and we learn to celebrate it, it has a power and it bears fruit within our lives. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to go over to chapter 4. Hallelujah. And I'm starting at verse 9. The question that's being asked in verse 9, is this blessing, this, this gift of righteousness by faith that Abraham came to know, he says he believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. This faith that he received, this gift of righteousness that he received, the question that's being asked was, did it happen after circumcision or before circumcision? And the reason why it's being asked is, Do you have to be circumcised and live under the law in order for this gift to be available to you? And the answer that is given in these scriptures is it was given to him before he was circumcised. And circumcision was just simply an outward sign of an inward reality that this was a man in right relationship with God by faith. Now, it goes on to say the reason why That timing was put in place. He was circumcised. He was declared righteous before he was circumcised was so that this gift would be available to those who were uncircumcised, those who were not Jews living under the law, but those who were Gentile sinners could also receive this gift of righteousness by faith. It's available to them. But it's also available to the Jews who were circumcised, but not, and the scripture is very clear here, not, not just because they're circumcised, but if they walk in the steps of faith that Abraham walked in. You You read about the life of Abraham. He believed God, and he left his country, and he went out into a land that was not his. Believing God. And then he stopped believing God and just lived life like he wanted to live, hoping that God's promise would eventually come through. No. He walked throughout the land, he built altars, and he worshipped God in faith. And then he stopped believing God and just decided, I'm going to stop walking and believing in God, and I'm just going to live life the way that I want to. No. 
He made some decisions that were foolish and he messed up and God came through and saved his neck and he continued to walk in faith. And then he started to get discouraged and he came before God's presence and God gave him a promise, hallelujah, and God gave him vision and God made renewed covenant with him and step by step by step, Abraham walked in faith. Walked in faith. Until one day there was that incredible challenge where God told him to take his son and bring him to the altar. The son who was the fulfillment of the promise. Take that son and place him on top of the wood upon the altar and raise his knife. This was a test of Abraham's faith because Abraham's faith had been growing and growing and growing. His whole life was a walk of faith. This which you have been called to is not to believe some message of the gospel, say a sinner's prayer, and then hope that you're holding on to some kind of a card that's going to get you out of hell free. It is, I come and I believe the gospel. And by faith, I am baptized and I enter into the reality of the gospel. My death with Christ and all that that means. That means I am going to have to take that faith and take a stand against seeing myself as having a sin nature. I'm going to have to take that faith and take a stand against seeing myself carrying the guilt and the shame from the past. I'm going to have to take that faith and on a day when I fail and stumble, I'm going to have to apply that faith knowing I have peace with God and nothing can separate me. Step by step, situation by situation, I'm going to have to apply that faith. I'm going to come to an area where I recognize I've got insecurity and it's affecting my behavior. I have fears and it's binding me. I have anger and it's coming out of me. And instead of accepting it, trying to bury it, try and look good when I come to church, I am going to, by faith, I am going to address that thing because it has no power over me. It is not allowed to master me and I'm no longer defined by the fact that it's there. I am conquering it. In fact, the, the, the very thing inside of me that now says, I don't want that anymore, says I've got a pure heart and a pure desire. I just got a problem that needs to be driven out of my life because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It is a walk of faith. It is applying this faith. It is believing that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, has come to live inside of me. And if he overcome the world when he was walking on this earth, then certainly he will overcome the world through me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so it doesn't matter. Somebody, somebody does me harm, and I find anger coming up inside. I come before God's presence and say, oh, thank you. There's no condemnation. Oh, how much you love me. I thank you that you have forgiven me and cleansed my sin. I thank you, God, that you have freed me from my own nature. God, I see that anger rising up in me, but I know that you have made me a new creation. And so I'm no longer going to be mastered by that because you live in me. And I'm going to see that thing broken within my life. Hallelujah. Lord, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do in me? Hallelujah. I find myself 
Hallelujah. Stumbling into an area of sin. There's something that tempts me. My mind goes into perversion. I stand before the presence of God and I say, Oh God, thank you that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How can I say that? My experience, my actions, my behavior deny that because the cross declares it. Hallelujah. I thank you that I am righteous. I thank you that nothing can separate me. I thank you that I stand with full access and full boldness into your presence. I don't come into your presence holding on to a sin nature, seeing myself as a failure and powerless to defeat this. I come in as a son. I come in as one that's an overcomer. I come in through the power of your spirit. And I address this thing in my life. It does not define me. The holy desire in me that does not like that thing to be in my life anymore is what you have planted in me of my new nature i have risen with christ and by his power i'm going to overcome hallelujah hallelujah i am not ashamed second guessing looking for additions to the gospel of jesus christ because it is the power of god to save to heal to deliver to make whole to totally renew the image of god in me if I will believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let nothing take me away from the steadfastness of my faith in the gospel. Hallelujah. Don't ask me to try and save my voice or tone that down. It needs to be declared. Hallelujah, hallelujah, until you recognize you are standing on dynamite. Hallelujah, and hell is just about to be blown up. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. I just, I see a spark a spark. It's like there was a candle there. Hallelujah. That was designed to hold a flame. But somehow the flame had blown out. And the person thought, I'm just a candle holder. I'm not a torch. God says today, I've reestablished in your heart a flame. And if you will walk in the light and the warmth, and the power, hallelujah, that this flame gives to you, hallelujah, you are going to find a whole new passion for God, hallelujah, even a love for yourself, begin to grow and glow within your heart, hallelujah, something, hallelujah, this flame has come to consume something, Hallelujah, that's been holding you back. This flame, hallelujah, is going to burn bright and strong within your heart. And God's going to fuel this flame by the power of His Holy Spirit. And you're going to recognize you carry, you carry, you carry dynamite. Hallelujah, you shall receive dynamite. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will blow hell to smithereens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's, let's stand for a second.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, that which I have declared, I declare in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm not asking for opinion. I'm not really asking for applause. I am coming here. Hallelujah, because there is an increase of your glory and an advancement of your kingdom that is coming to your, this house. Hallelujah, there is an increase, hallelujah, of our perspective, our understanding. Hallelujah, there is a sealing of our focus, and there is an army rising from this house. Hallelujah, there is an army rising from this house. Hallelujah. And I see many being drawn to that fire and that flame which God is establishing in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Lord, I declare freedom. Hallelujah. I declare empowerment. I declare transformation. I declare healing. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Right now, Father, everything that was cursed upon that cross... Hallelujah, I curse. Hallelujah. Everything that was cursed when Christ became a curse for us, took it upon his body and nailed it, cursed to that cross. I curse. Hallelujah. And I declare, hallelujah, that sin nature, cursed and condemned. Hallelujah. I declare that weakness and powerlessness, cursed and condemned. I declare that sickness and infirmity, cursed and condemned. I declare that fear and that bondage, cursed and condemned in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I declare the cross as an end to all of that. It is finished. And I declare the resurrection of Christ as the beginning and the power of something incredible and something new. Hallelujah. Let it be. Hallelujah. Now, Father, we're going to eat food. Enjoy fellowship. We thank you for these gifts and receive them and receive one another with joy. In Jesus' name, amen.